He teared up because the barista screwed up your order. You finished a pint of fudgeable ice cream in front of the freezer. You yelled at your desk neighbor, Leslie, for breathing too loud. This time, don't go and buy another box of tampons. Question what you thought you knew about periods. Question what you buy, what you use, what the usual way, right way is to deal with it. Revolutionize. Switch it up. Try the Diva Cup and see how it can make dealing with your period a whole lot better. Okay, you guys, episode 39, still climbing the ladder. Uh, we had Paul Taylor, who is the owner of Brickhouse Gym uh, here in the city. He has two locations. I've uh, known Paul for actually a little while. Huge comic book guy, great power lifter, great bodybuilder, too. Um, yeah, he came on. He's a sponsor of multiple companies, owns multiple companies, too. Uh, so today we did a kind of a fun episode where we sampled Black Rifle Coffee, which is a American, well, North American coffee company. Um, all their information will be in the bio, but they do great work with obviously amazing coffee and uh, just the great work that they do with the uh, militaries and uh, veterans, as well as Optimum Nutrition Supplement line. Talked a little bit about that, talked about his wrestling career, his powerlifting career, bodybuilding career, and of course... His uh, new uh, his Brickhouse Gym, which is expanding every day. It's, it's absolutely wild. Uh, but honestly, this was a really fun episode. Uh, available on YouTube everywhere. I'm not, oh, I guess it doesn't really matter what date this comes out. Uh, I was also on an episode of Shooter Shoot Podcast this morning, so you can find them. I think that my episode drops Monday, so you can definitely find that episode Monday night. Listen to it, share it, uh, give them a like. They're awesome guys. Uh, as always, this episode is brought to you by DePlug. Uh, they're the main sort. <laughs> the plug. <laughs> they're the plug when it comes to the customized clothing. And again, speaking of customized clothing, I have my uh, anti-podcast podcast club shirt uh, available for purchase. You can DM me. Uh, $30. I'll be making my order probably Monday night or Tuesday night. Uh, so definitely try and get your orders in before because once I'm, I'm pretty sure once that design's done, I'm not going to... I'm not going to make it anymore. I'll do a different design. Uh, also brought to you by Alpha, another street clothing brand. Uh, use code WESLEY10 for 10% off and free shipping. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's keep this episode going. Next week I have uh, Eric Light, who is the host and co- I don't know. <laughs> he hosts an event called uh, Remedy. Uh, we'll dive into that on Thursday night. Um... Yeah, this episode should be available Sunday evening, which I believe is the 13th, I think. Yep, the 13th. Um, share, like, subscribe on all platforms. You know, keep this keep this train rolling. Thanks a lot, guys. No yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no probably it. over the summer because she does a work term over the summer. Yeah. Uh, so I think she'd be more interested in doing it then, just because she doesn't take away from her schoolwork. Sure. But yeah, like she did she... message. I'd pay her to do it. Oh yeah, and I'm sure she would probably yeah. do it for free too. Yeah. But... Well, yeah, whatever though, right? Can throw your mouth on the mic there. Okay. We started. Are we rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. So wired for sound. Well, we're good to go now. I made sure I set it all up before you came over. You know what? We're, being... we're we're gonna be really wired for sound once we <laughs> once we drink a couple cups of this. Uh, yeah. So she did these.
we bought because she made it for me as a surprise and like Deadpool and Spider-Man are my favorite yep so yeah, go to, we go to Galaxy uh, and there's comic books for everything you might just have to slide your chair over I don't okay. know why. it doesn't adjust down here I'm very sorry. well just I don't know yeah Galaxy's a good good time oh, we made my brother uh, Rick and Morty and yeah. my dad got Batman versus Superman how long do you think this took her to make these a lot of clipping hour and a half each yeah, because you got a there's a lot of thought that goes into it too. You can't just be throwing them down. Yeah, because well, yeah, because when you flip through, you're like, okay, then you you fold a page, that one, yeah, that one. But yeah, they're both a surprise. And then yeah, my dad got, we made him a Batman versus Superman. But there's a Batman comic where he fights the Wolfman, the Invisible Man, and Frankenstein. Why not? That's what three of his favorite movie monsters Perfect. too. So Perfect. Yeah, though no, they're awesome, and we're eventually we wanna. I want her to like make them and sell them like for Comic Con and stuff. Yeah, man. People would like buy those. Fifty bucks each, and you yeah. like it only costs fifteen twenty bucks to make. Depends how expensive the comics are. We get cheap comics. Yeah, well, you know what? A lot of times you can go uh, go on Kijiji or something. People are selling big lots of comics for next time. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, and you get a lot of vintage stuff that way too. That you know maybe it's not in the condition anymore where it's of much value in it. Yeah, 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 form, totally. But yeah, you can take it like this and. And yeah, pretty cool. Hold on, I'm going to make sure your mic's picking up. Uh, you should be good. I don't know, is that mine? Audio one. Yeah, tap it. Okay, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so thank you for coming today. Hey, no problem. I uh, hope it wasn't too far out of the way for you. Usually whenever... Can we, can we drop F-bombs? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah? Just don't... don't, don't Did pitch. I fuck this thing up? It's not... It's not. Oh, it's there we go. Slow. There we go. Don't be a it's trucker rolling. about it, but I won't edit you. Okay, yet. I'm not a trucker. No. <laughs> I'm not a trucker. Because I had buddies on and it's like, ah, F this, F that. It's like... No, I will. It's just uh, getting a lot, you know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I will manage my. F-bombs. Yeah. Okay. So what we're gonna do today is we're gonna sample. So you're a ambassador. You're a so rep for I, I'm, Black I, Rifle. I own a company called Clear Spring Ice and Rentals. Right. And we, so we're an ice company all throughout Manitoba. So mm-hmm. we manufacture and distribute ice to retailers, and festivals, private events, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and we just recently became the exclusive Manitoba distributors for Black Rifle Coffee Canada. Because it's a Canadian company, or American company, So right? it started in America, yep. and then a Canadian division was opened up. So it's a separate organi- separate corporation, but they're totally affiliated. It's all the same roasts. Um, beans are all sourced from the <laughs> yeah, same yeah, source. Yeah. It's just, you know, in terms of running a corporation, there's the Canadian one. Think like Toys R Us. You know, there there's was a American, U.S. one, there's a yeah, Canadian okay, one. Yeah, it's yeah. still the same thing, but they have their own... Uh, infrastructure in time. Right, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes yeah. sense. But the one common trending theme is the spirit behind it and obviously the the quality and, and the particular blends and roasts. Oh, no, absolutely. Because yeah. uh, I knew Black Rifle, like, before I even knew you were a part of it, was through, do you know who Fighter and the Kid is? Brendan Schaub? Yeah, yeah, Brendan Schaub's so got his has, own blend out in the U.S. his own blend. Yeah. So I, I never even, I've been listening to him forever and he always, like, uh, Big Brown Coffee, I think yeah, is what he yeah, calls yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Big okay, Brown. cool, coffee company. But then it's like, Oh, it's Black Rifle. That's no right. way. That's right. So how did so then what you contact you contacted them as like a yeah. So I just reached out to them because uh, I had been looking to do a coffee program for a couple years now. Coffee's just so great to do that because what you have it every morning. Coffee's anyways. great. <laughs> every you know not everybody drinks coffee, but the people that do drink coffee they they love it and it's a mainstay. It's a staple in their life. Mm-hmm. And we're already doing distribution to retailers, so we thought you know let's let's do coffee. Coffee something people consume you know all year it round and it's just very slow oh, yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> uh, it's something, something people use year year round yeah um it's a product that i can get behind and it's a brand that i can get behind oh absolutely they do yeah. uh, a lot of great work with uh, the veteran community mm-hmm. and veteran other charities military. um you know i like that 
and then oh, totally, premium yeah. coffee too that's Very the, that's the other coffee, thing is yeah. that there's a lot of coffee out there and some of it's great good and garbage yeah oh yeah so in terms you, of the triple g we're on the top right? yeah and it's then coffee. after drinking coffee for so long like i can tell like you can tell the difference between like your just quick instant roast and then oh, the difference 100%. between like how long they roasted it for how long like i've, I've, I've like how aged the bean is yeah, like older beans where help they, or like where they've sourced their bean and yeah there's a lot of factors that oh, go it's into crazy it crazy and all stuff me and my brother always wanted to do be like coffee guys, coffee, like have fancy coffee, coffee con- makers. Yeah, yeah, and then I, it's just it's it's expensive, obviously, and then you know you can only have so much coffee in a day before you know, and then yeah, you know what I'm I'm typically like a two cup a day, and then I might have a decaf at night. Yeah, just because I like the taste of I coffee. Like the taste yeah, of coffee. so do I. I love iced coffee is my favorite. Okay. So yeah. what I'll do with this one is I brew it the night before, put it in the fridge overnight, and then yep. I can have it cold in the morning. Oh, totally. Yeah. Especially like I have the, one of the Yeti mugs. Yep. And it keeps it cold till like two in the afternoon. Oh, that's perfect. So, oh, it's yeah. amazing. You, and can, the, uh, you can tilt the mic. It, this this part moves too. Oh, there we go. There that's go. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you're with Black Rifle Coffee, then I want to backtrack all the way to the beginning. Okay, we're going back in time. Way back in time. How did you get into lifting? What, what, like, into what got lifting. you into first? Because I like start, because you have so many different venues we're going to go you down. Know, you know what Let's got me the into beginning. lifting? What got me into lifting, what created my initial infatuation with strength and power and mm-hmm. having a physique and, and, and all of that is probably two things. Um, and uh, one of them comic books yeah yeah. oh yeah comic books was a big one for me i uh when i was a kid uh really really young i think i probably struggled with reading more so just because i didn't have the desire to read the content that was there and then when i got exposed to comic books uh the larger than life characters uh you know drew me in and that's what and they're all just always jacked all the time they're always (laughs) jacked it's a prerequisite if you're a comic book character even if you're like just an extra in a comic book where you're not even the hero or the villain always, you've yeah. at least got a set of arms oh, 100%. and uh and so that's number one that that really resonated with me at a very young age and then the other second one was professional wrestling yeah okay yeah, yeah that's for another, sure another so venue, you're, yeah, yeah. you're hulk hogan and your who is ultimate who is warrior starting to watch so hulk hogan oh, okay, uh, okay. ultimate warrior um i kind of came in at an interesting point um I'm 35, so I'm the same age as WrestleMania, so that's kind of oh, cool. that's cool. So okay. every time WrestleMania has a new year, it's like it's so. Like like you we, started at like then probably what WrestleMania 12 or 13, I, maybe? No, no, I started watching it uh, even earlier than that. I was probably actively watching it around WrestleMania 8. Oh, okay. Like so when I was like to know what's going eight on. or nine yeah. years old, uh, and then WrestleMania 9 and, and the subsequent ones. But my dad. Uh, he used to do a lot of stuff too. Like he had his his main career, but he would he was kind of entrepreneurial, uh, like I try to be. And so he tried a lot of different ideas. And one of the things that he did was uh, he uh, he bought an old video store that was I guess closing down. Okay. Like you know how like every ten twenty years they would phase out one form of. Uh, media to, uh, and then they'd go into the next yeah, thing, yeah. right? So they'd get rid of VHS and they went to DVD and yeah. they went from DVD to Blu-ray and then they went to 4K and yada yada yada. So, <laughs> so this was back in the 80s. So uh, they were phasing out of Betamax. Oh, okay, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've never. Yeah. Ever so seen Betamax was like a VHS but smaller, mm-hmm. and apparently it was better technology, but it was probably more expensive or something like yeah, that. Either way, they got away from it. That didn't hold on and very well. I guess he knew a guy that owned a movie store that was selling like 
basically this whole movie store. So my dad bought the entire movie store collection. It, really? It, and it's still probably in my mom's garage to Jeez, this day. How many movies did he how many Well, a whole movie store. Jeez, it was a crazy Jeez. amount. And he bought it all in beta, and his plan was to have a club with his buddies called the Beta Club. <laughs> That was his plan. That sounds like a and really he, I don't know whether he was going to try to monetize it or what his plan was, but it didn't really get legs. It didn't no. go anywhere. <laughs> it, well, it did go one place. It went to the garage, and that's where it's Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, so but um, when I was really young and starting getting into wrestling, mm-hmm. he, they had all these old wrestling tapes. No way. So we had all the original WrestleManias and events before that and all the different, like, whatever they would be putting out at that time. The Coliseum Home Video is what it was. Ooh, okay. And so I would watch all those. So I'd be getting an education on all the stuff that would have taken place before I was uh, able to watch, like, what was happening live. So I was kind of watching two eras at once. I was taken in the early 90s and the early 80s simultaneously. And at that age... Um, you know, it, it didn't oh, yeah, really make a difference. It's all part of WWE Network's pro wrestling. Yeah, Coliseum video, exactly. Yeah, so that's all the old school stuff. Fifteen so, greatest VHS Yeah, so if you if you want to go back in time and listen to some of the best commentary, because I know, you know, who was doing it then? Uh, so the one of my favorite uh, duos has to be Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> Those guys, <laughs> they called the early WrestleManias. They did a lot of stuff back then, and they. They were just amazing. That's you know? hilarious. Yeah. yeah, and then they would add Bobby the Brain Heenan in yeah, sometimes, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he ended up going on to doing commentary more uh, full time for WCW as well. And he seemed a little more um, middle of the road there, like okay, when he was yeah, at yeah. WWE uh, doing it back in the eighties, and then he even did it in the early nineties. He was very true to his character, and he was he was a heel. You know, yeah, he was yeah, a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And like in the nineties, he sort of started to. Uh, like I said, kind of middle of the road, but that was when the NWO was going on, and it was like, it was like you got NWO versus WCW. So he was a WCW commentator, so therefore, by proxy, he's he's a good guy. He's a right, face, okay, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, because then, so eventually, obviously, you. Lo- I watched it for years too. Probably, yeah. I guess I started when my friend was really into it. So, two thousand and it's more than ninety. Probably 2006, 2005. 2006, 2005. So that would have been I like... I don't even remember who That's was. probably right around when John Cena was coming Just up. starting. Yeah, when he was starting him, to be a big deal. Yeah. So he was there. Then right, that was right, Batista, the four yeah, horse. Right, right, that's right around when Eddie Guerrero would have died. Yeah. So yeah. I think maybe even like two years before that. Because I yeah. remember Eddie Guerrero. I read yeah. a book. One of the greatest books I've ever read. Um, but I, I, it was so much fun. Like watching yeah. like, And that's when legit when you thought it was like... That was it. Like, that's the pinnacle of sports That's the pinnacle of sports right? entertainment, yeah. Uh, so I loved it. I remember, like, renting the, the, uh, the, like, WrestleMania. Obviously, Royal Rumble was another one I liked yeah. to watch. Uh, and then there's one on the SummerSlam, I think, was the kind of, like, yeah. the CFL of the w, or the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So they, they've got their main four pay-per-views that they still run every year is you've got your WrestleMania. Uh, you've got the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. That's that's, yeah. that's coming up this month. That's at really? the end of this month. Oh, yeah, geez. last Sunday of the month. Do you still watch it regularly? So I, I'm super busy. Yeah, I don't have time for for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so wrestling is one of those things I don't have a lot of time for. But I I for sure try to watch the main four, and then whatever else they're putting on like that weekend. Oh yeah, okay. And then if I can, I'll try to uh, stay on. 
stay up to date with like what's happening leading up to it yeah, just yeah, so yeah, i have yeah. a little bit of context going into it so if something because happens, you know, because as much as i like the just the pure wrestling yeah i yeah. you know you you have to appreciate the storyline a little bit too oh, 100%, right yeah, yeah. especially like watching for like 2006 to probably i had to win probably about eight till i was probably 15 16 yeah. And then I just got busy and just kind of the characters weren't as intriguing. Anymore. For All sure. All my favorites were gone. I was like, okay, I sort whatever. of feel that way with it now. Um, but some of the, some of my favorites are, you know, of the last era and this one are, are still there. And, and the as long as they're allowed to do what they do, um, the wrestling, like the quality of wrestling, it, it, yeah. it can be quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... Uh, Sometimes the storyline I was starting the, to lose me a little the, bit. The writing is atrocious yeah. lately. It's been bad for quite a while in my estimation. Um, but the talent that they have available to them is top-notch. It's mm. just a matter of proper utilization. Yeah. And the writing is is, is a big part of that. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Because yeah. I think all my favorite wrestlers now are, well, for sure, retired and now acting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> they're I watch, acting. Now I watch John Cena in movies. Yeah. I watch Batista as... Um, Drax now and then yeah, Batista's, Batista's doing good definitely I just hope he stays as Drax I don't want him to retire because once John or John uh, Jace Gunn what's Gunn his, yeah what's yeah, his well, first he, name he said he was going to leave Gunn. but he's he's not going to leave you know they, right. they what they do is they they back up the dump truck it's full of money and uh, that's what I was like that's what I was saying I was like dude don't quit like, don't quit okay so which coffee is this we so have this one done so this is the now. Beyond Black this is the uh, second where is it where are we Beyond Black, right here. It's the second darkest roast uh, on our profile. I think that should be about middle if you want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll pour it for you. Pour it in there for me. So this is as dark as my soul. So when it's... <laughs> it's about as dark as my humor. Uh, so when you say dark coffee, what is what exactly is, are you saying when you say dark coffee? So the, the biggest thing about this, uh, it's going to have a little bit of a more chocolatey, smoky flavor, you know. Uh, very pleasant. It's going to be bold, uh, mm-hmm. and the roasting time is going to be quite a bit longer. Right, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know it's it, 100% Colombian, this one. Okay. Uh, Black Rifle has uh, two different um, two different places they source their beans from, uh, Brazil and Colombia. Some blends will have both. Some will just have one. And then, again, depending on, like, the, uh, the rating of the bean, mm-hmm. uh, they're all very high-rating beans, but... I know, like, once we go beyond this, we've got one roast that's even darker, which is murdered out. Oh, cool. And with that, the... That's it, for the very goes in, Yeah, it goes into, like, a 90% probably. bean. The roasting time is, like, double. More and, caffeine? Uh, you know what? So there's something that a lot of people... Let's see if I made this right. I'm, I'm super... Uh, I'm so trying have, to error. You know what it is? I have, a, I have a transition from, like, one coffee maker to the next. There's always like a little bit oh, of a tweak oh, yeah. you have to make. I'm good at this one, but the one at work, man, I just drink it just because it's coffee. No, I think I got it. Yeah, the one at work because I'll have one in the morning yep. to go to work because if I don't have it before noon, I get a headache and I'm because I'm an addict. Yep. Uh, and then I have one at two o'clock in the afternoon, but their coffee's so bad, it's just like I just drink it just because. Yeah, you drink 80, sometimes eighty milligrams just to keep some, myself awake. Sometimes you drink right? swill. It happens. Uh, I know when I was on vacation, I was away for three weeks. I was in Mexico, and mm-hmm. typically you can get pretty decent coffee in Mexico. And the place that I was just happened to not oh, subscribe man. to that type of thinking. Oh, so their yeah. coffee was very middle of the road at best, and, and you could tell whoever made it, whether they're measuring or mm. not measuring, like it. It was a bit of a bust. And then I like using heavy cream. 
right. in my coffee, like like basically whipping cream. I don't use much, just a dollop. But out there, they had this carnation shelf stable stuff, yeah, yeah. and that was kind of weird. And so it was a, it was an interesting three weeks of coffee consumption, I but like I still drank yeah. it. That's still you because if. It beats the headaches, right? It, yeah. Well, I don't get headaches from it. It's more, I I find I'm not, I don't necessarily have too addictive of a personality because I could drink decaf all day and I mm. would feel uh, Maybe a bit satisfied. Of a placebo at that point. Yeah, you know what it is. I just like I like the taste of it and the body of it, and and I like the pace of coffee. So that's one thing that that interesting. Uh, interesting, yeah. Because I have a habit of if you hand me a bottle of water, mm. it's gone in. Two sips. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. gonna chug it. I can't yeah, help yeah, myself. Yeah. You hand me a any any sort of beverage that's yeah, either room temperature or cold. I'm gonna consume it at a rapid pace. Oh, that's what. That's mean. why I don't okay. drink alcohol. I see. Yeah, I don't drink alcohol because <laughs> I used to. I suck a beer down in like literally two swigs. Jesus. So you know, makes for a, a long night. Impressive, but yeah, it makes. For yeah, a long I was night. definitely <laughs> winning a lot of chugging contests for sure. I was, but um, with coffee, it's hot. Yeah, you can't yeah. pound that. Yeah, I was. You I, know? I keep going to take a sip i'm like this is gonna hurt it, if yeah. i do that so, so for me it's perfect it's yeah. sl- it slows me down my favorite way to have my coffee is well my girlfriend's i call her a lazy vegan she's a vegetarian but a vegan mm-hmm. when it's opportune because like it's pretty tough being a vegan like especially when your whole family isn't yeah yeah like dif- different butters different like can't. even sh- some sugars you can you know what i mean like it's very specific but she has this uh soy almond creamer that's uh hazelnut mm-hmm. oh my so that for me, coffee tastes good. Yeah, oh. those, those can get pretty tasty, those, those creamers. I, find, like, I don't I, mess with that stuff, I love though. the taste of coffee, so I have it just enough so it's coffee and then the little hazelnut mm. in it, right? Yeah, you don't want to overtake people, the some coffee. Some people just, it's like, do you want coffee with that cream, you know? Yeah, like you, you don't want to you don't want to overtake it. I, um, I just do like a little dollop of that heavy cream, and then I feel like the flavor is still right it's there. Not, uh, what's the term? Oh, I can't. Shit, I can't think of... Uh, Bitter? Yeah, when you have bad coffee, you taste it, it's like... You know, like when Bitter. you beer or like an alcohol yeah. shot, you're like... I find that even on, on the really dark roasts or the really light roasts, you, it's sometimes you'll get a really bitter aftertaste. I don't find that with any of these blends. I always judge coffee. If you can have it black and not completely hate yourself, then you can enjoy it, right? Because yep. like, you can add as much cream and sugar you want. It's not coffee anymore. Definitely, right? definitely. And so I, I do subscribe to that in that I do do espresso. And when I do espresso shots, I don't put anything in there. And no, it's just it's like, it's just the, the, the strength and the... Uh, the uh, oh, the, the balance of the co- yeah so that's so this is the beyond so that's black. the beyond black so all right as we uh, continue our journey we'll probably move on to a medium roast yeah I'll give her probably another I, ten I'm thinking if we did the beyond black maybe next we go to the just black so that's that's probably like more of a medium dark roast okay. and it's meant to just sort of be like a flagship blend where mm. it's they're not trying to be terribly gimmicky one way or another it's just trying to be a good cup of coffee. So would that be like their rival to like what maybe Tim's or McDonald's maybe? Would that be like their just household? I, I suppose so. That but, would be their, but like that's obviously it, not their. It goal, would it would like, be their their version of that offering. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. but it would still the the quality's gonna oh, blow socks yeah, off yeah. it. Yeah. Just I because like everyone just goes and buys those huge cylinders of Tim's yes. coffee right and it'll yeah. last them a year or whatever. Yeah. This so this well I don't know AK forty seven replaced all the coffee in my house. AK forty seven is delicious, and that's an espresso roast too. Yeah. So it's 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 roasted with the intention to do espresso, mm-hmm. but you can still do a drip coffee with it. Yeah, it tastes that, delicious. that's what I made all my iced coffee with. And oh, dude, that was, was that ever tasty? Yeah, it's it's got a really nice. nice okay, so you're in love with wrestling all the way up till now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so then, when did did, did that ever turn? I guess. 
after that, that got you into the gym. When did it, because you did bodybuilding or powerlifting first? Like which, well, how, what, what's that journey? So when I, when I started training, mm-hmm. uh, when I started training, I, I had my first gym membership when I was 14 years old. Where at? Uh, at, the, uh, at the Asper Center. Oh, okay. Because it was near my home because I lived in Charleswood. Oh, okay, and back okay. then, there wasn't a gym everywhere. Like, no, nowadays, no. there's a gym everywhere. There's oh, a, there'll absolutely. either be, like, a big good life or now you know, Planet Fitness or yeah. there'd be a there'd be a, Chains. A, a shapes. There'd be big ones. And then there now we've got these little – there's an anytime anywhere and then there's a snap anywhere. And then you've got people like me where it's, like, the independent so, – so you've got your Brickhouse gyms. Yeah. And then you get your, uh, like your Midtowns. Mid-town, yeah, the private owners, Or you yeah. get, uh, you know, your Strive or you get your – uh, I think there's move, Park movement West or movement. Downtown, yeah. yeah, there's movement. There's all kinds of gyms popping up everywhere. And the nice thing about those smaller, uh, I don't want to say they're smaller because my gym's growing quite and a bit. I, I wouldn't call so, it small. And again, so is Midtown too, but they are just, they're because I was corporate, private. Yeah, and so they, they have a personality. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's nice. That's nice. But So I had my first membership at the Asper Center because back at that time, you know the internet wasn't quite what it was today at all by any means mm-hmm. so um shapes was a big player at that time was shapes just turning into shapes or was it still that ironworks uh well ironworks was across the street from shapes right yes yeah yes, yes. so ironworks was around but if you know when you're a 14 year old kid you don't you know about it yet <laughs> uh so you, i knew about the asper center and i knew about shapes and the right. asper center was close and shapes was way down pemina true yeah, super oh, far yeah away. i guess if you're charles it was yeah, super yeah. far away so um that left me the asper my first set of dumbbells my mom bought me when i was 11 Oh, right and on. she got me like just uh you know yeah a little yeah. little like it was like cement filled oh, on a little gimmick the gold bricks or whatever, yeah the they were they plates. were they, not even that they were like little cement filled like plastic red red and like purple i don't know there's some awesome. silicones but i didn't know what i was doing with them i'd have a hot clean hell but i would just curl the shit out of them yeah of course you know, yeah and do all kinds of like presses and pulls and and a, you know a boatload of volume but like when you're that young you feel it oh absolutely you know, and you yeah. like you like you, you so that's when i first got exposed to the pump oh yeah okay that's yeah, when yeah. i got the pump at like 11 i was like oh this is great i didn't you know? even really know what it was like i knew like when i because like i would train for football in high school that was kind of really the first other than yeah. like dry land training for hockey but that was that was conditioning i wasn't like yeah. working out you know what i mean mm. I didn't even know what a pump was because I didn't know it was called a pump, but I just knew that it felt good. Yeah, right? it feels yeah, good. It feels good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Arnold described it quite well. <laughs> a little, maybe maybe a little X-rated for uh, nah, well, for I, today's I, podcast. I, I, I can't quite remember. He's, he's right behind if you. If you listen so. to this, you know Standing what, he's, shirt you know what he said. Free, so. Yeah, you know what he said. While, while we're talking. The mics will pick up uh, mic enough, pick yeah. Up yeah, it should, yeah. Or if it's, and then, then that one will do it too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, you just hit that little button and the garbage can flips up. No, no, on the garbage, oh, yeah. just the there you go. Uh, so then, was it, did you play sport, like, was it for sports at all, or? I just did it because I, just I was enjoyed interested it. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I did play a good, good mix of sports when I was young, kind of, whatever school teams there were, I, mm-hmm. I would be on them. And I was never... Um, Fill it to four this time, because this is this is four. yeah. Because okay. I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't want to keep chugging and chugging and chugging. I'll I just have a long sleeping at night. So <laughs> I I'll be up there. editing all night too. So, but um, let's see here. Yeah, like I, I played sports 
I wasn't necessarily a destroyer at any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was young, I was actually quite overweight. Really? Yeah, I was a big kid. In yeah. fact, I got to my heaviest when I was uh, when I was 16. I got up to like 250 pounds. Holy Christ! Even, How tall were you? Uh, probably a couple inches shorter than I am now. At that oh, age, okay, okay. But that's not that's not a 250 that you'd probably want to be though. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't as aesthetic a 250 as I might have gotten close to at other points in my life. That's for sure. Yeah, so just go to go to four this time. You can have a little bit more than I will. Oh, yeah, I'll turn it. An hour and forty-five minutes. Okay, so we're back now. We're getting the next coffee going. We'll come back to what we were talking about with uh, working out. So we're going to Jet Black now. We're going to Just Black. Just Black. Okay. Just Black. So if you like your coffee black, then you just buy Just Black. This this would have been coming handy when I did my bodybuilding show. I had, I had no choice but to have black coffee, right? And I hate Splenda. Splenda is the grossest thing on the planet. Yeah, you know, when I was younger, I used to use it, and I just my tastes have matured. I don't, I don't want that in there. I like diet drinks. Yep. Because the aspartame, I don't really taste anymore, or sure. if I've been doing it for a long time. If I go yep. from like sugar to non, like diet to regular, I can tell the difference. Yep. But yeah, I, I oh, Splenda is just, just so gross. Yeah, the three things that I drink currently in my life are coffee, mm-hmm. uh, and then I drink uh, club sodas and sparkling waters. Oh, okay. And I drink water, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I always try and stick to my diet drinks. I love energy drinks, too, though. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, so back to where... So you're a heavy kid. Yeah, did, heavy no, kid. Did, Was that a motivation to help you work out more? Yeah, it motivated me to, like you to work like out more. You were, you didn't I, I wasn't happy with the, in the, in that body. Like, that's not how I envisioned myself. That's not how I saw myself Yeah. Um, internally, but it is how I ended up seeing myself externally. And it wasn't too big of a deal to me until I got into high school. Yeah. And, was, you know. What high school did you go to? Uh, I went to Shaftesbury. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I, I guess maybe, uh, maybe like junior high, high schools when I, I thought to myself, okay, uh, I don't want to just be strong. I want to look a certain type of way. Yep. Uh for a number of reasons, right? Like, right down to, uh, you know, which girl in your class do you like? I always kind of laugh at, like, people are like, don't get into lifting for girls, but realistically, I think everyone got it. It was for sure a motivator because I... I I remember being, like, 16, and there'd be certain girls that I would, like, ask to the dance or whatever, and, like, I would be getting turned down left, right, and center, and I was like, nah, that ain't right. And then you gotta build and, something and so then, they can't so then, say no Yeah, to, so right? then I, yeah. Got, I got in shape, and then, surprise, surprise, um, I did better in that realm, you know? Uh, so, it, I think it definitely makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. Whether people man. like and it And then or not. it's kind of funny how you get into it for girls, and then eventually it's just, like, dudes complimenting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get more compliments from the dudes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's so funny. Sure. Uh, so, then did, was it building your physique and being strong or was it like because like you did powerlifting and bodybuilding right? yeah so I, I probably like once I had a more intelligent approach to how I trained uh, I think I inadvertently set up a lot of that foundation through powerlifting because okay. I would want to deadlift I would want to squat I would want to bench and mm-hmm. I'd want to be strong at those things because mm-hmm. I'd be in the gym and see other people doing it and you know had a, a good good enough size ego yeah, yeah. that I wanted to do decently um, so I think my my but then I would move from that to more hypertrophy-based training, all in the same workout. Is it kind of like a power building? Power, as as, power bodybuilding, yeah, yeah, for as sure. As I don't like that term. No, but you yeah. know what? It's 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 kind of like the, the way the old school guys did it, too. Your compounds, yeah. and then you did your... And then you went and yeah. fluffed everything up, and yeah. you'd be in the gym and just 
you know, beating the shit out of your body. That's pretty much what I do now. Yeah. And that's what I did then, and that is what I do now yeah. too, for sure. Um, so I would say that I, 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 it's kind of a mix of both. I wanted to compete in powerlifting when I was quite a bit younger, and then I ended up getting injured because um, I got into some other sports too, which mm-hmm. we, we haven't really talked too much about yet. But I got into pro wrestling. Right. Okay. Hurt myself a few times, and uh, that always would sideline my plans of competing right, in a powerlifting yeah. competition. Uh, so I ended up getting into competing in bodybuilding in my mid-20s, mm-hmm. and I did that pretty aggressively for a while and did pretty decent. Yeah, Usually yeah. would be in the top three of whatever class I do. Are there any photos on your Instagram? Uh, if we we got to go back in time. You got to go pretty far back in time. Oh, there's there's oh, wow. there's there's a uh, how there's, old are you here? How old am I there? Wait, this what, was nine what? years ago. Nine years in two thousand in March two thousand eighteen. So this is ten years ago. Then. This is that's ten years ago. Jeez. So that's that is my um. Th- I guess that's what I was walking. That was my walk around body. Wow. That really? wasn't even a prep body. That was my. That's just, impressive. That's how I was walking around, and that was all. That was all. Uh, um. No, there's there's a there's a good one there. That's a stage photo. Really? Yeah. Jesus. That's pretty cool. Yeah, not bad. That was uh. When I was less. That was uh, <laughs> yeah. That was the INB or IDFA uh, Worlds. I got oh, cool. Where was I that? Got, that was in Toronto, and uh, I got second in that one. I felt I should have won it. That this was, was a great costume. Yeah, Hitman. I did Hitman that year. That was the last year I was there. Yeah, that that was a that was a fun one. Bane was still the most impressive. Bane was a good time. Yeah, you did the old Mexican Bane, not the new Bane. Yeah, I did the I did the the real Bane. Yeah, I did the. Did real you Bane. like that new Bane? Um, the Dark Knight Rises yeah, band. Yeah, the Tom Hardy band. There's me and the me and the Big Show. If you scroll back. Oh there yeah, is. right. I forgot he came. Yeah, he came to the came and work out at the world famous Brick House Gym, and he's a large man. That's him. That's him after he lost a hundred pounds. Right. Yeah, because so he got abs now. You can right? imagine how big he was. So. <laughs> oh, this is what's this guy? That's Bryce Crawchuck. So he oh, he Cal- is Calgary uh, Barbell. Right? Yeah, Calgary Barbell. So he's pound for pound one of the strongest Canadians out there. And then uh, there's speaking of Eddie Grow earlier, there's there's his brother Chavo Senior. I met him in Tokyo. So oh, that, cool. that's me in Tokyo, Japan, just hanging out. And oh, uh wow. and there's Chavo. He he they just celebrated his birthday the other day. Really? Uh, yeah, like he passed away a year ago. Oh okay. But uh or not even. Oh and then there's me as a samurai. That was in Japan. <laughs> so they just pulled me off the street. They're like, hey, you want to be a no samurai? Way, really? I said, yeah, let's do this. They needed the, white, the big white guy to be a samurai? Yeah, yeah. They they don't care about that uh, that kind of thing. They, they they think it's an honor to bring people from other cultures and dress them in traditional there was a, garb. They're very into that. A political guy who was trying There's to run. There's a wrestling throwback right there. Yeah. <laughs> there was a political guy in the city here who was running for mayor or something, but he was East Indian. Yeah. And it was there. He was in the Transcona Parade that we do every year, okay. like the High Neighbor Festival. Sure. And we they rent cars and we drive them around. But I was driving him, and his daughter was Miss Transcona or something. Yeah. Uh, and they tried to hire me for their political team because they okay. needed a white guy to yeah. help fund, like to sure. to help that reach other things. It, yeah. it sucked that it never worked out, but man, it would have been so much fun. I was just laughing that they're like, oh, we really, really need a like. They're like. Okay, we're gonna be honest with you. We just really need a white guy on our team. Like, All well, right, I'm, whatever. Well, I'm honored I'll to be, be your, I'll yeah. be your token white guy. <laughs> yeah. So this is an interesting one here. Uh, this is the, this is the first promotion that we did for our first Brickhouse Power Challenge. Oh, okay. Which was uh, oh, geez, 2016. Four, yeah, four years ago. Well, yeah, four Februarys ago. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, 
which was our first power challenge that we did at our King Edward location. And now, this coming February 2nd, so just around the corner, is our fourth. Oh, wow. So it's neat for me right now because in my mind I've been thinking about this quite a bit on the side of everything else. And, you know, getting ready for the competition because it's going to be a, a, a sold-out um, oh yeah. sold event. When, when do they go on sale? Uh, tickets? Tic- tickets are probably just going to be at the door. Yeah, okay. I'll, yeah. Well, I'll def- but, I'm definitely coming. But in, the... Uh, but the the comp the competitors is technically sold out. Oh, okay, okay. We're, yeah, we're technically sold out for that right I now. Will be so, a spectator. <laughs> yeah, spectator. But but we had a cap at forty two competitors. We've reached that. So now oh, we're okay. in discussions as to whether we want to extend it and do two sessions. To make it like a Saturday Sunday. Kind no, of same day, but we'd start a session at like the normal time, and then we'd do how a many, later how session. Many flights do you have right now? Just two. Uh, no, we have three flights. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have three flights, so we'd be going from three to. Maybe doing two and two. Do they typically or run like the girls are first, and then the, the usually the, the, be the like lower girl, guys girl, and then yeah, the bigger guys, some, right? Something like that. Yeah, Depends okay. on the number of athletes and stuff. Sometimes they mix that up, and you'll see some bigger weights mixed in earlier as well. Mm-hmm. But typically, it's kind of like everything else. You start with uh, your lighter competitors, and you work your way up. Because it's easier with the weight. It's right? just easier yeah. to make make and sense of it all. Well, bit, I always found it too a little bit more. Uh, like when I did mine, it was a little bit more competition because the guy ahead of me was this far away from me. So my, my, mm. when I added my numbers, I could be like, oh, what's that guy doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, which is, which is a tough game to play in powerlifting because you only have a, a finite amount of time to get your attempts in. Yeah, and mm. and physically you can only lift so much too. You so that physically guy, can only lift so much, That yeah. guy could you know, lift 20 pounds heavier than you were. For me, the whole day was just driven by adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, there's another interesting one there, so... This picture oh, this here. Guy here, this guy was one of my main uh, trainers in wrestling. Oh, and he he uh, he doesn't live in Manitoba anymore, but Johnny Devine's his name, and he was uh, he was he was part of TNA wrestling. So oh, okay. when you started re- watching wrestling around two thousand four, two thousand five, yeah, or yeah. when you were watching, he was on the competitor show. He was part of Team Canada, mm. and uh, and he was with them Jeez. for quite a few years. That's a lot of connections you made. Hey? Yeah, yeah. So, so that was cool. There's Rob Van Dam. Yeah, There's man, another when one. He was at, when he was at Comic Con, I really wanted to go say hi. Yeah, uh, and then you happen to mention that he was working out that night, but yeah. I, I couldn't make it. I was in school. Oh, that's so right. I, I did tell you project. that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was like, no, dude, I have to come at least get a set. Yeah, he guy. super nice guy. Oh, absolutely, super chill. He just like you. Remember, on I gave TV. him. A couple, I think I gave him a couple of protein bars when he walked by because I, I, yeah. I, you know, gave him the thing. Oh yeah, you he, have to. Super nice guy. So he came and had a workout at the Brick House. We try to get as many wrestlers that come to town to come oh, train at Brick House. You know, why not? Especially we, that fills your little childhood. I love it. Yeah, yeah, giddy up. Yeah, this was the first Comic Con. Yeah, was that at. was. Yeah, that's right. That, so there's Nick as a uh, as a. Uh, we all three of us did Superman. That's right. Everybody was Superman except for me. I I was the heel of the group. <laughs> well, did, you're also huge and fit Bane perfectly. You, you did a bad guy there. <laughs> and you're bald now, so you probably could do the uh, the other Bane I could, too. I could pull it off, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So then, what turned you into powerlifting? When was it? To, when was the decision to be like, I'm a powerlifter now? So. 2012, I'm getting ready to go back uh, to, at the time, the IDFA and compete again and win my pro card because I had just come off a show where I was second for it at their Worlds, and I I was not satisfied with that. So I was getting ready, and I was I was looking real great, I got to say. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was ready to probably do well at any show I went to. And then I was doing front squats. Mm-hmm. I was doing a crazy drop set, and I got down to probably like 100 pounds. And from where I started, it was like probably the fourth. One plate, two plate, three plate, four plate. That kind of thing, yeah. So I'm down to like 100 pounds or something like that. And I just go down a squat, and boom, I uh, tore my meniscus and strained my LCL. 
and uh, and so that shelved me. Oh, hundred percent. So yeah, that's that, like what a five six month recovery. It, yeah, it was about that. Yeah, probably something like that. Four or five months. Um, it sucked. And what? I'll, I'll finish this conversation. The vehicle that I used once I was at the point where I could start doing, uh, you know, post rehab. I guess you mm-hmm. could say. I. Uh, I decided I just use kind of powerlifting as my vehicle to do that. Right. Okay. So I would be doing barbell squats, and I was doing step ups, and I'd start with like you know ten step ups. That's gonna be so annoying. Squ- yeah, super, right it was back super to annoying. Zero, hey? Yeah, I was back to zero, but then I I went from zero to you know within six months, uh, squatting five hundred. Jeez, wow, and that's so impressive. I was like, though. I was like, muscle memory kicks Yeah, in, yeah. So somewhere along that line, I was like, okay, things are starting to come together. So I did I did my first uh, powerlifting meet. At that point, because mm-hmm. it was just a, I needed goals, right? So I did that, and then you know I did a few more, and um, and then here we are. Yeah, you know? wow, and okay. then I I didn't compete for a little while, and then I did a I did a, a qualifier for westerns, and I think it was what it was twenty seventeen. Okay, and uh, yeah, twenty seventeen August, somewhere in the middle of the summer in twenty seventeen, and I tore some shit. No, <laughs> tore the labrum of my right shoulder. So I currently, right, yeah, as we're yeah, sitting yeah, here, I, I have that. a glandular legion tear that is requ- it, it requires surgery. Jesus. So I am not competing in powerlifting right now until I have surgery. You think you'll ever you'll you'll go back eventually? I think that powerlifting is one of those sports that you can you can play until you die, as long as Literally you, your body you works. Anymore, but yeah. you know, as to whether you'll be hitting lifetime PRs or kind of. PRs for the era is kind of the question, was right? Here? Was this your last one here? No, that's that's a that's a, an early one. Oh, okay. Yeah, here, let's see. Did you post one of your last ones? The last one, I don't know if I have any posts of the one what, where what, I tore up tore myself up. I don't know what, if I have uh, anything. What was your total? What was your best total? Um, I think at, at the one that I hurt myself, I was going for a fifteen hundred oh, total. Okay. So nothing too crazy. Never never had the best of benches, but I've I've come to learn recently that I have some bone spurring issues. Oh, so did you, does that and, mean like you click when you... No, it's like, beyond that. I have like little horns growing out of the oh, tips of my Jesus. elbows. Oh, yeah, I, I think, yeah. I yeah, and so they're yeah, yeah. they're digging into my tricep tendons, uh, and then I have them in my, my shoulders as well, and my clavicles. So whenever I do any sort of pressing now, it feels like I'm just shredding stuff. Oh, Jesus, really? Yeah, so, yeah, so the only way to get rid of them is really to go in and get them shaved off. <laughs> Uh, but oh, some, <laughs> some, yeah, but some of them are in spots that you have to go through some tendons to get at, and mm. then that's not great for the tendons. So the surgeons aren't excited about doing that type of procedure, right? Yeah. So that, that makes it harder on them. Right? It, well, it makes it harder on them, and then it compromises uh, the tendons, and it's not, um, it's not desirable. Is I think the 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 language my surgeon used he's like it's not a desirable procedure it's like a buddy so. of mine he needs a new knee like oh yeah bad but he's like why would i sideline myself now when yeah. i could just run it into the ground and then when i'm in 10 years when it eventually when it eventually stops i can just get a new knee and take you know i can just stop playing sports yeah so i'm in a crossroads with that because i don't feel like i'm done doing stuff like that i i thoroughly enjoy training and 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 chasing stuff so I am going to get this surgery, although I've been waiting a long time. I've met with a surgeon. I've had an MRI. Um, it's been determined that I need it if mm. I'm ever... Because currently, for over the last year, I can't squat with a bar on my back. Really? Because I can't take my arm right. back. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, I could yeah. pop it right out. I'm so. just not flexible enough. For a very long time, I wasn't flexible yeah. enough. I would have to, like... So, yeah. I, 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 and, and, and I think a lot of us end up like that. And so, 
I would just, as I went through my workout, I'd gradually move my hands in, 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 in. And I started doing, like, the, the whatever these are called. Yeah, the, the con- convicts. Yeah. yeah. But, again, the heavier I got, my shoulders would loosen up mm-hmm. so that I yeah, could. Yeah, it's like the I, weight, weight it, would push you yeah. into position. And yeah. And eventually it turned into, like, wrist wraps help, too. Sure. All of that uh, stuff does help. Like, I'd be, like, because the three weeks before, the way Casey set it up, because he was, he was the one that laid out my plan for mm-hmm. me, it was three weeks was my opener. Or no, three weeks was my heaviest. Yep. So I, I just couldn't re. I, I didn't understand why my wrist hurt so much. Mm-hmm. But I hold it like on my fingertips. Yes. Because I'm not flexible enough to do this. So yet, that's right? that's part so of I was it. Like, yeah. Why does it hurt so much? He's like, throw wrist wraps on. I'm like, for what? He's yeah. like, yeah, do it. And I like, he's got like elbow things and like. Oh yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. So as soon as I put it on, I was like, oh my god, and I do this earlier. Unbelievable. And then I like uh, I use the sleeves, SBD mm-hmm. sleeves. Yeah, I got those too. Uh, for the knees, which I love. Uh, just it, it's not that it helps me lift more; it's just my knees aren't as sore when I'm done lifting. Yeah, they they keep them warm. Yeah, it, and it definitely like definitely helped me get an extra probably twenty or thirty pounds out of it, especially yeah, once possibly. I fixed form and Even stuff. Even just the comfort of having them on, knowing it's like that a... like I'm not going to bust anything. Hopefully, yeah. well, hopefully, but I'm also not lifting out of my range, right? Definitely. Uh, so which so this is just black, right? This is just black. It smells gentler than yeah. It's not. It's not as. Uh, it's not as bold. Yeah, it's, it's not as dark. But that was the other thing we were talking about earlier, and I think I I have a habit of digressing or jumping from one thing to the next. But <laughs> it's a podcast. That's what yeah, this is that's about. what we do. That's what we're here to do. Um, the longer you roast, the less caffeine. Oh, okay. So a yeah, lighter, yeah, right. so a lighter roast is higher caffeine. Because it's it's a lot yeah. quicker, right? A, dar- oh, okay, a okay. darker roast, the longer you roast it, the caffeine starts to lose its right. punch, right? Okay. So a lot of times people are like, "Oh, well, I'll have a light roast because I don't want to be up all night or whatever," right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're looking at it backwards. Yeah, that's correct. They want okay, the well, they want the darker roast. Sometimes I'll just suck it up and just. It depends on the bean too, though, right? Yeah. But again, uh, it's going to have its highest co- caffeine content. Arabica is the most popular, right? Arabica's popular. That's yeah. what Tim's McDonald's, yeah. whatever they use. Yeah. So these ones are using Colombian. Uh, Sorry, I, I, you might have touched on it earlier, but yeah. I'm so Arabica would be like a type of bean, but it could be from Colombia. Oh, example. okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. So these guys are using their beans from Colombia and Brazil. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's how'd you meet how'd you meet all these guys? Uh so I am a sponsored athlete by Optimum right. Nutrition. And I have been that since since two thousand twelve. Since yeah. two thousand twelve, so I I guess they like me. I uh I I was in a competition that was put on by Muscle Insider magazine. Yep. And it was endorsed by Optimum Nutrition. It was the Canadian Trainer of the Year competition in 2012. Oh, okay. And uh, there was 20 trainers that were selected um, as finalists. And then they went into a three-month competition, kind of highlighting their, their training and, you know, who they are and, and all of that good mm-hmm. stuff. And I ended up winning that. Oh, Jesus. And Optimum Nutrition sponsored the event. But then, I guess, at the end of it, they liked me so much... That's in the Muscle Insider cage. Nice. In Toronto. Six six aside. That's five. That, that was six aside. Yeah. Five nine. Five eighty five. Five eighty five. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's Dino from England picking me cool. up there. He's super excited, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna pass out. Um, and uh, yeah, I always say? laugh whenever like they do that. It's like, dude, just give me a second. Yeah, give give me a second. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> but what was I gonna say here? Um, yeah, they liked me, and they decided they want to give me an ath- athlete sponsorship after. 
so I could be an, an ambassador for the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that we've just kept that going ever since. So I'll Boy. fly out to places like Toronto, for example, and and Jeez. do uh, their expos. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, give yeah, out yeah. samples and. Yeah, because you do that all the, the time, like at your and, gym too, and then at yeah, Comic-Con, yeah. I know you always bring the yeah, stuff all the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I've always tried it. Right here. So yeah. Gold we, will, we will be tagging them in. Yeah, they're, that was they're, the number one selling protein oil as a Popeye's. It's been the number Easily. one selling protein for a long time. Easily. Yeah, no. Optimum makes great products. And what I like about it is they. It's kind of like Animal. They've been the same forever, but they don't need to change. People just, it's just sells. Yeah, you know I mean? Optimum knows that the products they put out are, are going to be time tested because the quality is there. Um, I like just black over. Yeah, you, so you like a more medium, yeah. more medium dark. Not that the other yeah. one was bad, but this no, this, this one is, I drank it. I was like, oh, this this really is good. if you're if you're a dark roast guy, then this is it. If you're medium dark medium, then the just black is, is, is very smooth, tasty. very smooth. I guess it helps too, like when companies look at you like this, like you have a business to even spread it more. Oh, right? for sure. Because yeah. like, they're like, oh, he owns a gym. Like, he can literally sell our products right out of his own well, gym. Well, exactly, right? yeah. yeah. So whenever we do events and stuff, uh, we're always giving out samples and exposing people to the brand. Yeah, that's that's huge, yeah. So then now I know you did the CWE wrestling too, mm-hmm. right? So yep. when did that? Now we're going to jump back again. So now i got to go back in time <laughs> yeah, so again when, here. So I, when, I, did, I, I, when did it come from watching on TV to be like, yeah, I'm going to do it? <sighs> 2000 right 2004 I started pro wrestling yeah <laughs> oh yeah I had my first match in Gimli oh my god I was in, uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the bar and it's probably not is it even co- there anymore oh uh, it might be there uh I had my first match it was on my birthday really it was my birthday and um you Mar- March 10th is your birthday no wait, what did you no say? no November 19th no okay I'm sorry yeah, November 19th whatever and uh the the headliner that they brought in was Kamala I've definitely you, heard you remember of Kamala. You How do you search. spell that? Oh, jeez. Kamala or Kamala? Uh, Kamala. It's with a K. Kamala. This guy? There he is. Oh, yeah, I remember this guy. The Ugandan giant Kamala. Yeah, I remember this guy. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, not Not necessarily winning any physique contests but kamala strong dude was right? huge yeah, oh when they God. called they called him the ugandan giant for a reason and for a reason he was humongous like he was as tall as he was big let's uh, see if what, I what does the stat stats. say for his yep. height six seven he, jesus he's all they say he's build height six seven he's six seven jeez like, and not, 380 pounds yeah they, they yeah. they're not uh Unfortunately, he ended up getting a bad case of diabetes, and Just he, he lost day. his legs. Oh, no, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is he still alive? I think he's still alive. It doesn't say... Yeah, he's, yeah, he's still kicking. Yep. Well, he actually isn't kicking at all. He doesn't <laughs> have legs. Still roll. Yeah, he's... Just, he's <laughs> He's he's around yeah, still, so I that's super unfortunate. I don't remember ever so. watching him wrestle, but I definitely have he seen he would around. get into feuds with people like the Undertaker and stuff like that. He you know that he was one of those big yeah. guys they would have brought into. Well, because the Undertaker's six ten or whatever. Yeah, he's exactly. A freak, right? Yeah. So is it is it kind of like do they headline you or is it like you're an opener? You know, like well, and that, comedians it, have the warm up. You know what? So that that night I was opener. For cool. Sure. I was right. in a tag match. My my first uh, my first match. Um, and I think it ended with a run-in from some other guys that <laughs> that just like cleared house. I love that. That's so cool. Um, but then, yeah, you would you have a card just like a fight card where you've got your mm-hmm. 
You've got your your prelims. You might have some dark matches before the right. show officially yeah, yeah, okay, starts, yeah, and then yeah. you've got your 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 card openers, and then you've got your mid card guys, uh, which usually have some sort of story going with what they're doing. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. you've got your main eventers or your co main eventers. Uh, do they give you much training before you sign up for this? Like, how do they? So the way the way pro pro wrestling is a total mixed bag, and there's people that have you know. Uh, a good amount of training and then there's people that have uh very little training and it depends on what organization you're with and how they vet who they bring in but it's very much the wild west oh really oh yeah okay. very much the wild west not, so obviously not like what wwe is no 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 yeah so wwe has a training camps where they try to, to build talent from jump street oh. where they might not have any wrestling background but they have like an athletic background or yeah, they have a look or, that they want or they like have, sometimes they probably get like just people who have an acting background or something yeah you know, as long as they can the if, door, as long know? as they can do it right so they, they do get a lot of athletes that way but then they also nowadays they'll they'll pull a lot of talent from the independents that have years of wrestling skill and mm. and as well as the other talents enough to kind of make a total package something they, they, they can build off of something you know what there's I mean? a lot of ways to get there oh, absolutely a lot yeah. of ways to get there so then how long did you do that wrestling for? How long were you um, I, I think I stopped wrestling. I stopped wrestling, yeah, in 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah, I stopped a, cu- a couple things in 2012. In- I think I stopped the year before, actually. And then, maybe and then, I, one more and then I came back. And uh, I was doing bodybuilding shows at the same time, though. Yeah, oh, so those God, things kind of—it was exhausting. And and I found that when I was getting ready for competitions, I would be quite lean, and I felt more fragile. I could get injured more easily when That's I'd wrestle. True, yeah. I'd get hurt a lot quicker. And so I thought to myself, "Okay, I gotta park this. Pick one or the other. Pick one yeah. or the other." So I didn't wrestle for, yeah, like seven years. And then right before I turned thirty-five, so this last November. I, I went and entered a battle royal <laughs> just just Man, for fun. So cool. Just for so fun. Cool. I went and entered a battle royal, so I got to hand out some spears. Yeah, I, then, saw, uh, I, saw, I saw that. What, you got like three or four in yeah, there? Yeah, I got about four is that, in there. Where is that clip? I'll uh, go back to my Instagram. It's in there, I think. If you go more oh, recent, yeah, you gotta go back. Yeah, I remember watching. I saw it on Facebook or something. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I, I got a little bit of spring. Yeah, I got probably go another year still, or half a year. Yeah, we'll see it. Oh, there's some bodybuilding picks. There's me and that was Kai one of your Green. best. Co- that was one of your best cosplays. I met him at Olympia, but his manager was such a piece. Yeah, of he's shit. a nice guy. There's Ronnie Coleman. Oh, here, oh, we here go. it is. So here's me running out. I'm the last entry. This is so awesome. We start <laughs> cutting people in half. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. This is a good one right here. Boom. Does that hurt at all? Oh yeah, you. Everybody. Feel is that Danny? No, that that is Canadian Hercules Tyler Colton. Canadian Hercules, that's awesome. Oh, oh. he can jump. <laughs> Boom. And uh, just when I thought I had the upper hand, I go to hit him with my finishing maneuver here, which I hadn't pulled out of the, the tickle trunk you for seven years. Alabama slam. Nice. Oh, and he reverses <laughs> it and kills me here. Boom. And I think I get thrown out shortly That's after so that. That's so cool, man. That's man, that must be exhilarating. It was a lot of fun. I hadn't done it so long, so I really enjoyed it. And see you yeah, all later. Goodbye. Who, who ended up winning it? That guy? I don't even know who won. He probably won, or or, or one of those guys won. That's so funny. But yeah, so we were leading up to it, throwing up some. Oh, there's sp- another good some one, spear yeah. photos from back it in the day. Must be pretty cool, like. I obviously you know it's, it's a smaller scale than WWE, but like just seeing wrestlers on TV and then doing it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's like when I saw Danny did the W the SmackDown. 
Yeah, Danny's Danny Duggan has done quite a few dark matches. He's coming on here in the next month. Too. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah, there I you messaged, go. Well, I messaged Chelsea because I worked with her forever, yep. and I'm like, okay, well, what's the best way to get a hold of him? And she's like, well, just text him. Not hard. No, I, I no. texted him. I'm like, hey man, and he sounded so pumped. I was like, oh great, yeah. I don't have to do any convincing. Yeah, no, no, no. He'll he, Danny's always down to help. He's one of the hardest working guys in Canadian independent wrestling right now. Man. He's not even in Winnipeg right now. He's He's somewhere else right now wrestling. He's so down in the states a so, lot. Yeah, so he's got the CWE that he runs, and they're doing shows all the time in Winnipeg, and then they're all over Canada now. So they'll go on thirty plus day tours. I, I'm part of that Facebook group. Yeah, so they they hit a spot every day, sometimes two. Um, and they'll always bring in a headliner. They'll bring in Jake the Snake Roberts. So they'll bring in some Ring of Honor guys, ex WWE guys. Did you listen to Jake the Snake on Joe Rogan? Yeah, I did. That was yeah. honestly one of the best episodes. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't I'm sure it's it. had a lot of views for sure. Uh, just like he just was so profound with what he was saying, and yep. you know, like yeah, he's uh, what was the hookup with the guy who screwed everyone over? Did you hear about that? Oh, Brutus the Barber. Yeah, beefcake. he was just in, like a prick or something. Yeah, I don't or... know too much about that. Um, he uh, yeah, just, apparently the last couple that. days of the tour, he decided uh, to head home without telling anybody. Jeez, and paid this guy to come out and just yeah. <laughs> so I think he stayed for most of the tour, and then at the end, he just uh, figured he'd cut cut loose, so he left. Jeez, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's too bad for the fans that were. Wanting to see him, so okay. So you're a wrestler, bodybuilder, powerlifter. When did all that turn into gym owner? Uh, when I, I think that's the last track of your journey. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's kind of it's kind of thrown in the mix. I uh, was doing a lot of those things around the same time. I started the Brickhouse Gym in, when I was 24, so we're in our we're we're in our 11th year right now. So we're coming up on the coming up on the 11-year anniversary. So you got to go way back yeah, oh, in yeah. time. You want to find so when, that uh, stuff. So when did um, it predates Instagram? Like, so when did it turn into like? Why did you like? All, everyone wants to start their own gym, but yeah, not everyone so, actually you know takes the steps. Yeah. To so I, I I was a personal trainer for a couple of years, and I was training a lot of people. I was mm-hmm. pretty aggressively getting after it. Do we have any photos? See, all of these photos don't even have the original Who's gym. In why them. do I recognize it's him? It's one of my clients, Griffin. He definitely saw, came into Popeyes. All yeah, lot. I saw him today. I was putting him through the paces today. So these photos would have been in the original Brickhouse gym. That's and then, the first one was the one on... and the, On Corden Avenue. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so and then here are some... So this is me and, and Cesaro from WWE, <laughs> okay. and this is back in... Throwback 2013. Photo. Oh, right but the bottom. photo's older than that. Jesus. That was a throwback then, throwback photo. <laughs> so this is before he got into WWE. He was a Ring of Honor wrestler at the time. Jesus. And we had a we, we had a, a good day that day. We had a couple of workouts, and we went for gelati. We went on nice. a little mandate. And then if we go back down for a sec, this is in the original Brick Room. This is St- Sam Stout. So he was a UFC fighter. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, so the shout-out to all the UFC MMA fans out there. Sam Stout, they'll, they should know who he is if they're real fans. He had quite a few fights. I don't know that he's still doing it anymore. Yeah, if this was 10 years um, ago, who knows how long. Yeah, this, last. this was a while ago. But he fought quite a bit in the UFC. Yeah, which is He, he was a mainstay for right? quite a while. He did it for quite some time. So, But yeah, anyway, so I started that gym when I was 24 years old. Um, and then we just had a tiny little boutique-sized uh, facility on Corden Avenue. And it was maybe 1,500 square feet. Mm-hmm. So very small, and uh, I lived above it. Oh, no way, really? Yeah, so oh, I was really? always cool. at work, and I would start my days at 6 a.m. running boot camp, and I'd finish my last session with somebody at uh, at 
10 p.m. and I basically fill my whole day with personal training outside of my workout. I did a lot of personal training back then. So did you start the gym just as maybe like a a way to so you can only it's I I need you can train and yeah I needed to consolidate my training because I was at the time I was training out of a lot of city gyms and YMCA's and I didn't even have when I first started I didn't even have a car at the time so I was biking from like (laughs) from like one Y to the next Y to the next Y. Um, training people. Yeah, and then I'd be getting my own workout in there, and I was boxing at the time, too, and I was wrestling at the time, too. I was doing a lot. I was physically active. I can't believe you don't look like you're 65 right now. Yeah, well, my <laughs> joints probably do. That's probably why I got all these bloody bone spurs. So Internally, you're aging horribly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, that's from the original, and that's Jason Geiger. So he was a, a former pro wrestler, turned into... Uh, Got into jiu-jitsu, ended up doing a couple MMA fights, and did uh, tons of grappling tournaments. Very, oh, cool. very good grappler. Go out to Japan and do Grappler's Quest and stuff like that. Lots, lots of that sort of stuff. So this photo was from 2009. We were prepping him. I was doing his strength and conditioning. He was getting ready, I think, for a fight. Yeah. Jeez. Which he won. Oh, right on. So good for us. Um, and that guy, again, great genetics on him. He's, yeah. He's always been fantastic. Did you do shape. all kinds of training, like whatever the client kind of wanted? Yeah, I was, was pretty. It? I was pretty versatile. I, uh, oh, I guess I, being I, in so many different I, venues. And yeah, you kind of know how to match up what you need to do. So this is that was that was right. So I'm sitting in this photo mm-hmm. because this is like the week after I tore my LCL, or sorry, tore my meniscus and strained my LCL Jesus. that I was talking about. So I, this was about a week after. So I was getting ready to compete. And I thought I looked pretty good there. Yo, hell yeah. Yeah, I was looking pretty, pretty great. Making a kind of a poo face. But that's what I really yeah, I was starting doing. to get some good lines and decent muscle blazes. And uh, so that's like not even a week after I blew out my legs. So, so did I think you stop training legs and then just went and did the show still? Or I didn't do the show. Oh, you Couldn't didn't? do it. My leg was toast. Couldn't even walk on it. Couldn't even there. walk on it, yeah. I, was, I, was, I think I posted this because I thought it was funny. Uh don't be this guy. Hit those legs. <laughs> Secretly, I was broken in half, so I don't know. Um, yeah, there's so much going on here. Yeah, we did a lot of things. 524. Yeah, that was an early one. That, you know, by by the... What uh, was the squat? That wasn't a high one, because that was after the knee. That was probably like mid... That was probably 440 or 450, something like that. What was your bench here? That was uh, probably just shy of 300 probably at the time. Jeez, this is exactly what I just did. Yeah. <laughs> I had a 529 or something yeah. like that, 440, and then a 340 bench. Yeah. But bench was actually one of my strong suits. Yeah, I, I've never been a good bencher. When I was younger, mm-hmm. I was actually pretty strong with bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then by the time I got to the age where I actually got into competing powerlifting, my elbows are just wrecked, yeah. and my, shoulder, and my shoulders weren't that. great either. And so... I was able to add a lot to my my squats and my my deadlifts, but uh, like here I am. I think this is repping 500 for probably five or something. Uh, yeah, I was feeling pretty easy. Smooth, yeah, that's yeah. Fast. I was feeling feeling pretty easy, and uh-huh. uh, but my my bench was never never stellar after that point because my el- thing, yeah, elbows were just fried and then now they're just even worse yeah. i got degeneration in the joint and i got the bone spurs digging into my tricep tendons so it's like at this point i'm just trying to hold on to some muscle yeah and then you know maybe as 
medical science progresses, we can do something. You go down to Mexico and get those stem cells. <laughs> yeah, man, I've thought like like I've I've I am I'm, I'm a natural athlete and I always have been, but stem cells are something I wouldn't mind doing on my elbows. Don't they just take it from your own? They just take your own stem cells. Yeah, they yeah. can well they can t- they can actually take it from your fat or your blood oh, and they wow. just spin it and they pull out all the junk and then they inject it in the just, site just of the injury stuff, yeah. to help stimulate uh, I it's like one guy Dan Bolzerian, you yep. know that is. He got yep. it in his knee, and he said he could. He went from hobbling on a treadmill, yep, to running a marathon in a week. Yeah, I was like, oh my. I God, would do. I would do. I would do that in a heartbeat for my elbows and my shoulders. Yeah, that's my insane. elbows and my shoulders are total garbage. Uh, at this point, like I said, I just try to keep them, you know, looking like you know, try to leave a handsome corpse. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> my 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 this, other yeah. issue is I have a compressed disc my mm. my l5s1 is compressed and i have a, like a hair pretty well the bottom as you can get and there's like just a hairline of space in there so it doesn't really bug me sitting here but like there'll be certain days where you know lifting mm-hmm. compressing my spine doesn't feel super oh, good but i've been giving it a good bit of rest from that so that sort of stuff like like I'm not gonna lose that compression, but the the disc can kind of heal up. What's a bit. nice too is that even if you're injured, there's always a way to work around. Something. Oh yeah, and I'm I've always felt I was the king of that. I like, would never if like, I got hurt, I'd never if just. If you stopped. can't hold the bar like this, well then get the safety bar and you can hold it like this, yeah. right? Or have the weight like the the assisted one I see you do with the bands. You can yep. hold it over here and the weight's down at the floor. Yeah, right? there's so all that's, kinds sure of stuff. And now they got much. all these belt squats on the market. Yeah, they got true, lots yeah, of yeah. lots of toys now. So I've been doing more of that sort of stuff. So right now my, my goals in the gym are just to stay in shape. And you if know? you don't do it, you will go insane, right? Oh, I have to train. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to train. When I was on vacation in Mexico there, I was away for three weeks. I trained every day. No, oh, wow. I, drink, I didn't just take something, I, just, I just something, something to do. There. Yeah. Like so it, I always enjoy it. So. You had just the first location in Corden. Yeah. Right? So I had Corden and then I, uh, I came back from, it was 2010. I came back from doing a bodybuilding show out in, uh, Saskatchewan. It was nationals. Yeah. No, okay. and I came back and I, uh, wasn't as satisfied with how the show went. Cause it was probably a weird time in my life to be doing a bodybuilding show. My dad was super sick. He was in the hospital mm-hmm. uh, in, like, intensive care unit, Jeez. and he was, like, dying. And But I was still bodybuilding. And I think those two things, the stress of that and the stress you put in your body, they don't go well. So no. I could feel my yeah. physique kind of disintegrating. And so I went and did the show anyway, and and I had done shows leading up to it. And instead of getting progressively better, I was getting progressively worse. But I was being stubborn, and I was looking at it the wrong way. And so I think, in retrospect, at that time, I should have just worried more about taking care of myself mm-hmm. as opposed to like uh restricting and depleting myself yeah because there was so much emotional stuff going on he ended up pulling through and then he lived for a few more years and we actually got him in the gym training oh right on. but his illness got the best of him and he passed away about yeah, yeah, yeah. Clo- uh, five and a half years ago oh, okay. so but anyway where, where was i oh yes i came back <laughs> i came back from doing that show and i was like okay hey, i can't do another bodybuilding show i feel like i look like shit and i felt like shit and there's mm-hmm. too much going on but i need a goal i have to understand I, I, I need a goal yeah. because i got all this personal shit going on um and i i need to f- be focused on something so so i was like okay well i'm gonna grow my business which i'm always doing anyway but mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna really focus on growing my business so I remember I was going down Route 90, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I should put a billboard on Route 90. There's so much traffic. So I'm looking at billboards, and then I see a space uh, for rent. Just this little 
kind of dungeon garage space. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? You look at the cost of a billboard, maybe spend a little bit more money and just open another open another gym here which those numbers don't make any sense but in my mind i told myself that so i i looked at the space found i said okay i can make this work Mm -hmm. uh and so i just opened up another gym (laughs) so i opened up the rue 91 and uh and then shortly after that uh my cordon location Mm -hmm. uh the roof started falling in i had these landlords in the in the three and a half years that i was there um, my landlords changed hands like three times because oh, they kept selling the building, and then they end up selling it to these these guys that probably paid way too much for it. Mm-hmm. And the the roof started to collapse, and I had all this water pouring into the oh, gym, God, no. like literally, like this whole ceiling's worth. It was all Jeez, falling in, wa- water was Christ. pouring in, and it was the middle of winter, yeah, yeah. and they wouldn't fix it. Oh they actually God. would not fix it. They wouldn't they, fix it. Of course at all. they wouldn't. Why would the land? Why would the, why would the fix landlords it? fix their building? So anyway, I was losing customers hand over fist, and so thank God I had the backup about f- you know yeah. five six months before open that that Route ninety one because otherwise they could have that could have been the death of Brickhouse Gym. Oh yeah, absolutely. It would have been very hard to come back. From so that. at that point, I was like, I got to get out of here. This place is literally falling, and they're not fixing it. And <laughs> yeah, I still yeah. have a couple years on my lease, and I just can't. I can't stay here. They're ruining. They're literally ruining my business. Yep. They're totally unreasonable. Um, and Karma ended up getting them because after I moved out, they didn't rent that place out for six, seven years. Jeez, it's really? fine. It's now the joint on Corton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, yeah. prior to the joint, it was nothing. Jeez, that whole that's... time. That whole time. So that's that's Karma, bitches. Yeah. Suck and. It. <laughs> uh, and um, so right around that time, I uh, I met up with my my uh, boxing coach and friend JT Smith. Okay. And he was wanting to get out of his situation because he was at United Boxing, which he helped mm-hmm. to found. So uh, at, in 2006, he started that. Um, and he just, I guess, the, the, you know, he wanted to go a different direction too. Yeah. So yeah. we partnered up and we opened the Gertrude location, which is still the Osborne. Op- one yeah, the now. Osborne okay, one. Okay. So it's still operating today. And uh, and so that's how Gertrude came about. Oh, okay, okay. So that was in, I guess, 2011. Hmm. And so now Gertrude is uh, 2019, so it's seven years of Gertrude, Jeez, so that's wow. cool. Um, Super impressive. <laughs> and then in 2015, um, my lease on the original Route 90 gym ended, and we were you know, having some decent growth at both locations and getting some brand recognition. We saw space that was down the block literally one block and across the street our current location oh okay and uh and so we moved in there and then now three years after that You're, you got the lot next to you now too, we've right? taken yeah. over our neighbor's unit and we're going from six thousand square feet to twelve thousand square oh, feet Jesus Christ! and that's been a huge undertaking it's been as hard to expand the gym as it would have been to open a third location wow and that's because there's a lot of hoops to jump through with the city and with permits and engineers and because you're just knocking out that contract wall right yeah we we've, we've put a bunch of openings in it and we've done a boatload of work to 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 bring it to life and this monday we have our occupancy inspection oh, so geez. once so you they make sure you're ready for that well moment. we're ready so once they once they come and do their occupancy inspection and they give us our occupancy permit it's officially open 
So that's super cool. So, so that's, you have all the equipment there. It's just ready to just. We have some of the equipment the there, but once they, you can't really move a bunch of stuff in until you have your auction seat okay, permit. Yeah, like yeah. we have, we have some stuff chilling in there, but you can't use it. So once they give us that, then we do our new layout. We add some new equipment to the mix, and then we'll have to decide on a date to do like a nice open house or grand yeah, yeah, opening yeah, right, for yeah. that side. Um, and it'll be ready for our February second powerlifting meet, so oh, that right so okay, that's cool. going to be awesome. Yeah, so so every year that we've done one there, it's just been a packed house. Oh, even yeah, even the fir- even ones, the yeah. first year, the first year we decided really last minute to do it. We only had twelve competitors, <laughs> but we sold like we sold the place out. It was packed. Yeah, There's yeah, tons yeah. of spectators. Um, so then the next year we had close to sixty people, <laughs> and then the year after we put a cap on it um, at the forty two. And we sold that out. And then this year we put the same cap of 42 and we sold that out already. And the the cutoff of registration is still another week. Yeah, that's good that so, you're getting So uh, so we're talking yeah. now about uh, extending it to two sessions just because it's a, it's a now it's becoming like a, a powerlifting in Manitoba mainstay. Every year we start the year out in, in the, the MPA in Manitoba mm-hmm. powerlifting with the Brickhouse Power Challenge. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's great. that's great that it's got that much traction. Yeah. Because like like, <laughs> you always sell like, oh, you know what, maybe we'll sell it out. And then it's like, oh, shit, we yeah, sold no. it out. Yeah, oh, no. yeah, yeah. It's got legs. So we're going to keep it running. Why don't we take a break? We'll make one more coffee. Yeah, one more coffee. We're going to move into a lighter roast. Okay. Okay, we are back from our break. Back going on the break. third coffee, so this the, this coffee will be so Canadian as fuck, right? We have moved on to Canadian as fuck. Let's see this one. I want to see this there one. There you go. So uh, for uh, for obvious reasons, this is the number so that, one selling. That's the in number Canada. one selling skew for so the what Canadian makes, military. What makes this one different from the other ones? So the interesting thing about it, so it is a, it is a lighter roast. It's probably mm-hmm. more of a medium light. Okay. Uh, talking to the mic, medium light, uh, but it is. Forty percent higher in caffeine than any other blend. So, put that into milligrams. How many milligrams do you think one cup would be? Um, because I- this is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. 